it takes a lot of courage and I know I'm not the only person doing this there are countless people who are getting back up after they've been rejected or told that their business idea isn't good or their nonprofit idea isn't good or their whatever idea isn't good and they're still getting up and trying again because they believe in the worthiness of themselves and their ideas and I think that's like one of the most courageous things we can do as humans. This is Before It's Too Late. I'm your host, Christian Susan. Let's learn together what matters most in life. In today's episode, we speak with 24 years old future astronaut Manju Bangalore, who's also an actor, an artist, and an organizer. Manju received her Bachelor in Science from the University of Oregon in Physics with a minor in Math, and after having been rejected a hundred times, she finally got accepted to be working at two NASA centers during her undergraduate career. Manju is sharing with us what gave her the persistence to make her dream happen and who her role model was ever since she was a young girl. Outside of her scientific career, Manju is also an artist. She has been acting since she was 10 years old And her favorite experience on screen so far has been working with Beyoncé on the set of Black as King for the Brown Skin Girl music video. It fascinates me how Manju chooses to pursue a multitude of career paths all at the same time without being afraid of losing focus. You will hear why she thinks that is no problem but rather a plus. Manju is also the founder of two nonprofits. She founded Operation Period, a youth-led, all-volunteer menstrual health nonprofit. To date, provided more than 200,000 menstrual products to those in need. Her second nonprofit is called Painting with Parkinson's, to provide free painting kits and art classes to those affected by Parkinson's in honor of her father. Last but not least, we will learn from her how she wants to be remembered. We're looking forward to speaking with you on Before It's Too Late today, Manju Bangalore. Hello, Manju. Welcome to Before It's Too Late. Hi, thank you for having me. It's great you're here today. Manju, you received your Bachelor in Science from the University of Oregon in Physics with a minor in Math. Mm -hmm. You're only 24 years old and have already worked at two NASA centers the Marshall Space Flight Center and Johnson Space Center for the Orion spacecraft. This is indeed an outstanding achievement, I have to say, <laughs> and sounds at least like every boy's dream. What's your story? So I've always wanted to become an astronaut since I was really young. About four or five years old, my parents would take me to science museums and air and space museums to kind of learn more about space exploration. And that's when I got to learn about Kalpana Chawla, who was the first Indian woman to go to space. And I'm of Indian heritage. So learning about someone who looked like me, even though I didn't understand the concept of representation, learning about someone who looked like me doing something as incredible as going to space really sparked my curiosity and kind of led to the path I'm on today. Well, that's absolutely amazing. So much for role models, right? They're exactly. so important. But I really want to hear more about that because we all have in one or the other way role models. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we really 
achieve such an outstanding project to do. So I cannot imagine that it must have been easy after you finished your college <laughs> to uh, get into NASA. Please elaborate a bit on how you really got in there and what obstacles you had to jump over. Yeah, so I think one of the most important things that I've learned is that when people say it takes a village to raise someone or to allow them to reach their dreams, that's really true. And I have so many people to thank along the way. My high school math teacher, my college physics professor and astronomy professors and my math professors, they all did so many beautiful things for me along my journey that I know I wouldn't be where I am without them. If you go on my website, you can read that I've applied over 100 times to NASA internships, and I ended up only getting one, and then that kind of spiraled into the others. What made you not give up? What is it inside of you? Yeah, I think I just have this like drive in me to help explore what we don't understand. And I think a lot of humans have this curiosity, especially at a young age, you know, we're fiddling around with things, we're playing around with different things. Anyone with a young kid can tell you that, like any parent with a young kid can tell you that they're curious. Most kids are curious and we kind of lose this curiosity as we grow older and older. So I think it's about holding on to that curiosity and not letting it go and letting it drive you forward with some sort of passion you have for the things that you love. I'm really fascinated by your determination, Manju. That is really outstanding. Would you share with us what your experience was in the NASA centers? Yeah. I mean, NASA's the best government agency, in my opinion, because NASA not only does so many beautiful things, but it gives the most return to taxpayers in terms of taxpayer dollars. So when I was there as an intern, I did five internships at NASA Marshall and NASA Johnson. I got to work on the propulsion systems and the spacecraft displays of the Orion spacecraft. So usually there's all these like knobs and switches on the spacecraft and instead they're streamlining it into three screens that have buttons on the side and you can control the entire spacecraft with those three screens. So I got to help build some of the displays that will be on the spacecraft, which is absolutely still crazy to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So would you recommend other women, especially, I would say, to pursue such a path? I absolutely encourage any woman or girl interested in STEM to pursue it. I think one thing that my woman physics professor told me when I first started my physics career, she said, failure is really common. And the boys are going to make it seem often like they're not failing, but they're failing just as hard and often as you are. So don't let that discourage you from your path forward. And I think that's something that people need to remember in science is that you're failing way more than you're succeeding. So when I was getting all these rejection letters from NASA saying that I wasn't qualified or that I didn't get the job, I could have let that stop me. But when you're in science, especially, you have to understand that failure is way more common than success. And so, and you can fail and succeed at the same time. Like I can fail at one thing and be successful in another thing at the same time. So it's not binary. Well, that's, I, I love that. And Manju, have you ever felt not to be taken seriously when you were really wanted to get into NASA? I don't think it was necessarily when I was trying to get into NASA. I think it was just the general science career. I have gotten comments and stuff like that that have made me feel maybe less than because of my age, because of my gender, because of my race. And 
I think it's honestly fun when I get those comments because I like in my journey also being able to prove them wrong. <laughs> That's just great. You are a real role model yourself in that regard. Thank Absolutely. You. <laughs> But you're not only doing that. One could think that is already enough of a career to pursue. But you are also an actor, organizer, and as we talked about, a future astronaut. So on your website, astronautmanju.com, I noticed that you have put full stops after actor and after organizer. So it feels like portfolio of paths you're pursuing all at the same time. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I really believe that, you know, we only have one life that's guaranteed at least. And I want to make the most of mine. And time is just something you can never get back. And I don't want to look back and see that I've regretted not following all the paths that I want to follow. And while I've wanted to be an astronaut since I was very young, I've also wanted to be an actor on screen. And so when I got the opportunity, I won Miss World California in 2019 and went on to Miss World America. I also want a contract with a management company. And so I have an incredible manager, incredible agents that are making sure that I am the best actor I can be and that I'm getting auditions and working hard at them. So that's my acting career. And I'm really proud of the work that I've gotten to do on screen. And then the organizing isn't something that I'm doing because I always want to. It's something that I feel I have to do because of my race and my um, gender, I feel there are things that need to be worked on. And I want to help address those problems and help create solutions with my community and with other young people. And so I run two nonprofits. One I've started almost seven years ago called Operation Period. And it's for menstruators and making sure that every menstruator has bodily autonomy and can live the life that they want to live as I feel I'm doing. Oh, that's just great. Manjo, tell us about the other project too. Yeah, so my other project is called Painting with Parkinson's. My dad, he's had Parkinson's for over a decade. His degree's in agriculture, but he's always had his artistic side, as I think we all do. And he actually illustrated a book for a Nobel Prize winner and stuff like that. So he's a beautiful artist, but he's kind of, he started losing touch with that as his disease progressed. And so I wanted to do something not just for him, but for the countless people with Parkinson's who have maybe also lost touch with their artistic side or have never tapped into it. So I started painting with Parkinson's and we provide free painting kits and free art classes for people around the world with Parkinson's and in the Parkinson's community. That's wonderful. What is it about acting, Manju, that you are so passionate about? I love art. And I love creating art and I love being able to express myself, not just through my lens. And I love getting to storytell and acting is one of the most beautiful ways to tell stories. I have been doing theater since I was 10 or 11. And one of my favorite roles was um, in college and I was playing a character in Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula Le Guin and just getting to transform and be on this other planet, literally this other planet in the play uh, mm. was something that you don't get to do every day. And so 
this experience of getting to learn another character almost as well as you know yourself is a really profound experience that really transforms you and getting to do that over and over as your job is just like one of the best jobs you can have in my opinion. Wow, even though it has in fact then nothing to do with your own self when you're taking the role of to play somebody different, somebody else. That doesn't bother you, that it's not a form of self-expression since you're playing a different character? I think I definitely bring parts of myself into it. Like, I don't believe that if, I believe that if someone else was playing the character, they would have their own little spin on it. So I think we bring our little flavor into it. Um, mm. But getting to know another character and embody them is just like such a beautiful process for me. I'm really fascinated by the freedom you take to just do whatever you feel like doing. I'm curious, however, aren't you never afraid of losing focus since we only all can do one thing at a time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, my mentors, people I absolutely adore have told me, hey, I don't think you're focusing. And I think they're right, but I don't focus. And I think I've accepted that about myself. That has its cons, but I think what it ultimately does for me is that allows me to look at things with an interdisciplinary lens. For example, this is an example I use a lot when, when I'm talking about interdisciplinary work. For a long time, scientists like climate scientists and physicists and geologists were trying to explain climate change to the public and weren't always doing the most straightforward job because they were communicating the science. But a lot of people who are not scientists don't necessarily want to hear it in scientific data form. They want to hear it in terms of a story. So bringing in an actor or a director or a producer or an artist to translate that scientific data into a story can really change the public's eye on what climate change is and what effects it has and how we can help stop it or curb it. But if a person is both a scientist and an artist, they might be able to do that themselves in one fluid way. And that doesn't mean not including other team members, but it's a way that you can look at ideas and problems through an interdisciplinary lens. And I think that's a strength. So when I get the comment about, oh, you don't look focused, it's like, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that focus isn't always a strength. And sometimes it is. I'm not saying it's always a bad thing, but I think <laughs> focus is sometimes not always what we need. I think interdisciplinary work can be really impactful and really change the world. Do you think that's also a generational thing, what you just said? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of young people have taken the freedom to pursue multiple paths and not be confined to one job or one identity or anything like that. Yeah. I think that's a pretty powerful perspective. Not that I wouldn't be a big fan of focus, <laughs> but mm -hmm. to open up at the intersections, as you just said, between the different fields has the potential then to really widen our horizons and also create new solutions that are coming from the unexpected connection and overlapping mm -hmm. findings and perspectives. So I think that's pretty, pretty cool. If you could change one thing in our society, what would it be? Oh, wow. One thing in our society. I think it would be ensuring every person has access to necessities. 
because so many people, like the reason that I do my organizing work is because I believe I've lived a life where I've been able to pursue what I've wanted. Generally, like my parents have been able to give me my necessities I've needed. I've been able to pursue college, uh, multiple jobs at once, etc. A lot of people don't have that privilege. And so if I could change one thing, it would be ensuring that people have access to necessities like housing, healthcare, water, education, so that they can do what, because if we are able to give everyone the necessities they need, then I think we would see a dramatic shift in what humans in general would be able to achieve and dream up and make a reality. Hmm. You seem to be somebody who has always had the courage to just express herself full on. But is there one most courageous decision you have taken so far in your life where you were, before you had taken that decision, maybe afraid of or anxious or it felt a bit risky to do that? I think I've had to make a lot of decisions that have required me finding courage in myself that I didn't necessarily know I had. We talked about this already, but just the example of having to pick myself back up after many rejections, because I've gotten rejections in from NASA internships, and that's one regard, but, you know, I do maybe five to seven auditions a week, and I don't book most of the jobs. So those are rejections as well. And people on Instagram, they'll see, I booked this, or I got this job, or I'm doing this cool thing. But the behind the scenes, which I, I try to share as much as possible, is that it takes a lot of courage to stand back up after you've fallen. Like, I think the courage is if you fall six times, getting up the seventh time. So mm. it's something that I don't think people see all the time or, or want to see all the time. I think they just want to see the highlight reel. But it takes a lot of courage. And I know I'm not the only person doing this. There are countless people who are getting back up after they've been rejected or told that their business idea isn't good or their nonprofit idea isn't good or their whatever idea isn't good. And they're still getting up and trying again because they believe in the worthiness of themselves and their ideas. And I think that's like one of the most courageous things we can do as humans. Well, that I think is very relatable what you just said. Mm -hmm. Did you ever regret something so far? I try to live my life in a way that I don't have regrets. Obviously, I'm pretty young, but I don't think I have many regrets because every time I ask myself that all the time, am I going to regret not doing this or am I going to regret doing this? My biggest rule, and this is something one of my mentors taught me, is only do things that you can sleep at night with. So if you don't think you can sleep at night knowing you did something or didn't do something, act accordingly. And so I really employed that advice into my daily habits, into my life decisions, et cetera, so that I don't really live a life with regrets or things that I don't feel comfortable with. I think when I was younger, things that I did that I regret are just not speaking up to protect myself. There's instances I can think of where I was being bullied or harmed in some way where I didn't stand up and say, this isn't okay. And I've learned since, but I think those are the only things I can think of that I really wish I had done differently. Mm. Manju, you are such a great example for that wisdom and consciousness doesn't necessarily have to do with age. Although it's mostly the case that we grow wiser and more conscious the older we become, but I'm so happy to 
have with you a guest who's only 24 years old and is really striving for ever-rising levels of consciousness. And I think that is really what it's all about during our lifetime we are given here on Earth. So you're a great role model for that it has nothing to do with age when we get started with that. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, always asking my guests how they want to be remembered and what they want their legacy to be. And even though you are obviously really young, but again, I would be really curious to learn from you what your legacy will be. Yeah, whenever I think of the word like legacy, I think of the movie Coco. I don't know if you've seen it, the Disney movie. Yes, um, I have. I have. Yeah, and just like how you remember people and if you remember them and how that impacts them in an afterlife if there is one. But I hope I'm remembered as someone people could feel safe with because I think there's so many ways this world is sometimes cruel or harmful or dangerous. And I am so appreciative of people I can feel safe with or people I can consider as part of my home or my family. And so I hope that I'm remembered as someone that people could feel safe with and someone that fought for people even if they weren't part of my circle or my family. Like I hope I'm remembered as someone who did the right thing by people even if they weren't in the room. I love that. That's wonderful. Really, it really is. Because feeling safe now more than ever, I think, is something which is very, very important. Feeling safety and giving safety, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Manju, is there anything else you would like to add? To the young people that are listening, I would just say that, like, remember... You don't have to be defined by one set of words or one set of identities or one set of jobs or anything, and that your value isn't always your output of how much you achieve or anything. I know we went through my achievements, but I hope I'm more than that, and I hope you consider yourself more than that as well, because I think we're all very complex and complicated, and there's a lot of things to us, and they should never be boxed in. And also, thank you for having me on. This was awesome. I really enjoyed this profound conversation, and I hope you did too. For more episodes of Before It's Too Late, make sure to subscribe. If this episode spoke to you, consider sharing it with a friend or loved one you think might benefit from it. Thank you for listening.